Hello, friends. Welcome to the Logistics of Logistics podcast. My name is Joe Lynch. Thank you so much for joining us today. On the Logistics of Logistics, I talk to experts in logistics and transportation, warehousing, fulfillment, supply chain, and of course, technology. And during these interviews, I'm always the one asking the dumb questions. I ask the dumb questions so you don't have to. Today's topic is key takeaways from TMSA Elevate with my friend Trey Griggs. TMSA is the Transportation Marketing and Sales Association, and they had a wonderful event in Savannah, Georgia, June 11th, 12th, and 13th. I was there, and I loved it. I highly recommend you get to their next event. If you want to improve your sales and marketing expertise, consider joining TMSA, and their website is tmsatoday.org. I talked to my friend Trey Griggs, who was one of the MCs for the event, about some of the key takeaways from TMSA Elevate, so check it out. But before we get to the interview, I want to tell you about my friends over at Port X Logistics. Port X Logistics is an asset-based transportation company, and they specialize in containerized freight. So if you're having trouble moving your cargo out of the port, very common problem, then reach out to my friends over at Port X Logistics, and their website is portxlogistics.com. They're experienced, and they offer service at every single port and every single rail ramp in the United States and Canada. They have an approach that is guided by their four pillars, which is culture, service, tech, and trucks. Again, check them out over at portxlogistics.com. So how's it going, Trey Griggs? Doing well, Joe. Thanks for having me on. Good to see you on here as well as at the TMSA Elevate Conference this week down in Savannah. It's a good time. That's right. So we are recording this on 614. I'll hopefully get it out this week, but we were both at TMSA Elevate Conference down in Savannah, Georgia. And TMSA is Transportation Marketing and Sales Association. And their conference was Elevate and it was in Savannah, Georgia. And Trey was the MC, so he must be exhausted today. <laughs> I am pretty tired today. It was a great, you know, three day, three or four days. If you were there on Saturday, you got to go to the Savannah Bananas game. That was a lot of fun. But it was a great time. We'll talk a lot about it. But I'm I'm pretty exhausted. My voice is pretty much gone. <laughs> I I got home last night. At, I got into my bed about twelve thirty a.m. and I got about six and a half seven hours of sleep and back at it today. So I'm I'm a little exhausted, but um, had had a phenomenal time. Well, when I was talking to you, or no, actually I was talking to somebody else on Monday night and I said, they said, do you know Trey? I said, yeah, I know Trey real well. I said, I'm interviewing him Wednesday about this podcast. And he goes, really? <laughs> and the, or no, I'm interviewing about the conference on my podcast. And he goes, really? He goes, and I was thinking, he's thinking, oh yeah, he might be tired. <laughs> it might be a long week for him. Yeah, yeah. It was, but it was fun. And I, you know, when I do the team, the, the, the MC events for, for this, I tend to write everything on location. That's where I get my inspiration from. And so before Monday night, I was up pretty late Sunday, writing everything and getting everything the way I wanted the, the different segments, little jokes, little uh, references and those types of things. So the nights are usually pretty late, but I enjoy it. You know, when it comes off that uh, kind of off the cuff and you're very conversational, when it comes off that good, it seems like, God, he's just He's just naturally quick and this is all working. But I always think, no, you got to practice to be that natural. <laughs> you got to have, you got to know what you're doing. I appreciate you saying that. You know, when we think about like athletes, it's the ones who make the complicated look really simple. The complicated play, right. play look easy. We appreciate that. So I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that. But there is actually a lot of work that goes into it. I try to get it right. So it was fun though. 
Yep. Well, there's a lot of people who did the work and we'll get to all of them in a minute, but that is just your side gig this last week. What is your day job? What? Please introduce yourself, your company and where you're calling from. Yeah. So I'm the founder and CEO of Beta Consulting Group. And uh, I started that company in January of 2022. And uh, what we do specifically is we help companies with their foundational messaging. I'm a sales guy who thinks about the world from the sense of marketing. But at the end of the day, I'm really a wordsmith and a lyricist. I like to write. I like to speak. And the words that we use are really important. And what I found, Joe, is that a lot of companies in transportation logistics, especially tech companies, but a lot of companies overall, they either don't have any marketing in place, they just have sales team, or they've done some marketing, but they've never thought about the message that they, they want to share, the words that they're actually using. And so I find this to be a pretty common problem uh, in the industry. And now we're helping companies build that foundational messaging and then use that in their marketing outcomes, whether it be social media platforms, blog posts, their website content. You know, What are they saying when somebody shows up to their website? That's all the stuff that I write for, for clients, and I love that. The other thing that I do that's a little bit niche is that I help companies with their customer testimonial videos. I firmly believe this is the best marketing deliverable that anybody can have it outside is. of word of mouth. And so I help companies by interviewing their clients, their customers, and finding out what value do they provide, what problem do they solve, and why do they choose to work with my client. And when, uh, when we put those together, it's a really powerful three-minute video with smaller videos for social media and things like that, you know, broken up. And those are the two things we focus on. There's other things that we can do. Sometimes I do LinkedIn, you know, uh, social selling workshops. I do the MC gigs, which is a lot of fun. I do some keynote speaking, which is also a lot of fun. And then, of course, I have the, the shows that I do, but that's the core of our business. Yeah, you have a podcast. We'll put a link to your podcast in the show notes. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm actually calling in today from Wildwood, Missouri, a small town just outside of St. Louis, Missouri. That's where I'm from. So I want to make sure I answer that question that you asked earlier as well. Yep. So getting back to that, what you do in your day job, which is the messaging. And I don't know, two weeks ago, we were going to we were going to record this podcast a few weeks ago. Then I realized, oh, I didn't know you were going to be the MC for TMSA. So we pushed it after so we could talk about TMSA. But we had a long conversation about messaging. And I can tell you my own experience. I did some digital marketing. I've definitely done some sales training, some coaching in the past. I don't get into that so much anymore. But this is an industry that tended, I shouldn't say tended to, we're behind in marketing in general. And I would say we're probably a really good sales industry, but you just have guys who just bang the phone, especially freight brokers. Like, so the job was always, Joe, Trey, welcome. You and eight other guys are here to bang the phones and eight or nine of you are going to quit or get fired. Everybody kind of came up with, it seemed like their own elevator pitch, their own, here's what I say when I get on the phone. And everybody's hoping that it works. And then you try it out. But the challenge I think with that is, okay, you have a company and at the very top, there's senior management and maybe the owner, the founder, and they say, this is what makes us different and better. And then you have a senior management, maybe they know that. The next level of supervisors, managers, they might or might not know that. And the guys at the bottom who are talking day to day to customers, they wouldn't. Then we got marketing and it seemed like marketing sometimes focused on, can we get a message here? But so often when I was doing digital marketing, people would say, what makes us different and better? We can move anything. I was like, that is what everyone says. It's stupid for one thing, because you don't specialize in everything, right? Right. But right. then also they're like, people work with us because of our integrity. And like, you're never going to be found on Google 
or Bing or anywhere else because of your integrity or your customer service or how well you treat employees. Those things are all important, but it felt like just, just drop the ball when it came to, and by the way, part of the reason I think is because a lot of what we do can feel commoditized. You'll say, I get a truck for you. Well, how is that better than Trey getting a truck for you? We both get a truck for you, but that's why they need a guy like you to come in. And I know you do it in a few days, right? Is that a few day engagement? We do a workshop that takes over a couple of days. We do the workshop and then I go to work putting all of the words together, which takes a little bit longer, but not a lot. I love it. I love it. And it's, it's so necessary because you can start messaging without Trey and maybe you get it 80% right, 70% right. But I think what I think about when I think of what you're doing is alignment from top to bottom where they go, we've got a rock solid message. Let's make sure everybody is on the same page. Yeah. And I think that, you know, one of the biggest mistakes that companies make is they think that they know the value that they provide and or the problem that they solve. And they're too often to promote how good they are, you know, and the big part about messaging and, and using story is there's a small part of this message that you get to tell how great you are. The rest of it, you need to talk about your customer. What's their problem? What's their intended outcome? What do they really want? When you think about companies that do a great job with that, they're often inspiring people and engage, like inviting them into this story that helps them become better. You know, if you think about Nike and their just do it campaign. You know, that was all about the athlete. That was all about the person that just needed to get out there and start working out or start running or whatever. And I remember that, you know, uh, Phil Knight, the, the, the founder and CEO of Nike, he was in a conference one time and he shared this story about, or I heard this story about him, him asking the audience to stand up if they've ever ran once in their life. And almost the entire audience stands up. And then he says, well, how many of you run, you know, at least once a week? And then the rest of them, a lot of people sat down. How many of you run three times a week? And then more people sat down. And then he said, how many of you run every day of the week, whether it's rain, shine, dark, light, whatever. And more people sat down, right? And he looked at those people and he said, when you're running in the rain, we're the ones standing at that corner light cheering you on. That's who Nike is. Mm -hmm. Like he positioned Nike as simply the guide. In that case, as the cheerleader. And, but, but they're the hero. And that's what great storytelling does. If you're a freight broker thinking about working with a shipper, what does that shipper actually want? What is the outcome? What, right. what is the problem they're really trying to, to, to deal this with? This is so true. We want our, our customer to be that hero. And, you know, if, if, if sometimes it feels like, well, and sometimes I, I, talk, I interview a lot of people, as do you. So sometimes it comes off as, I've done this, I've done that. I went to Ivy League schools and then I started a company at 22 or a billion dollar uh, valuation. And you're like, hey, if you're the customer listening to that, or you're like, is there any room for me? <laughs> right? I mean, right. you're the hero in this story. And to your point, you want to make your customer that hero. And and I've seen it. I, I forgot the name of the website, but I think I want to say maybe it's Jagger. They make some procurement software. But I think if you go to their website, it has a whole bunch of purchasing people who are telling their story on Jagger's site saying, I had this problem, this problem, this problem. I started working with Jagger and I've achieved this. And it's just basically business results they've achieved. What a great way to go about it. Yeah. It's, it, you know, here's what's interesting is a lot of times people, companies, they don't really know the value they're bringing their customer until their customer says it. I've had times where I've interviewed customers of my customers and they've mentioned things that my customer never mentioned. 
because they didn't understand, they didn't realize the value that they were actually bringing. And I would say this about sales and marketing professionals in, in general. If you're in sales, you've got to start with questions, not about how great you are. You got to understand your customer because even the process of just asking the question creates a relationship and shows that you care. Right. So you got to start with questions and move in that direction. And with marketing, you know, I think, I think you, you can't start with how great you are. You can't do that. Trey, it's really that hard off so for some hard. of it's, it, us. It's really hard because I know how great I am and I just want to tell everybody. <laughs> That's what we do, right? That's what everybody does. And it's natural. We won this award. We've grown this much. We've got this many people. There's a place for that in the message. There's a place for that because when you communicate with a prospect, you need to establish your authority. And that's where you do it. But it's a small sliver of the, of the whole message. It's not the whole message itself. Right, right. So, Trey, who do you work with? Who's who's the sweet spot for that service that you provide? So I work primarily with freight brokers and with logistics technology companies right now. I think I could do work for others, but those are the ones that I know the best and that I feel like I have the the, the, the best understanding of exactly what they do so that I can message in a way that really tailors to them. I just worked with a company up in uh, Kankakee, Illinois, and we had a chance to go visit them and do some messaging with them. And they've got a really fascinating story. So it's a combination of hearing from their customers, which was awesome. I got to talk to several of their customers, but also hearing their story and meshing that together using the framework of story, the story brand framework that I use, which is establishing the hero and the problem and then working through the guide and the plan and just making all that flow in a way that makes a lot of sense, but is also very simple. I love it. And I think you said it earlier, testimonials are perhaps the most important thing. If you Google right now, customer testimonial effectiveness on Google, it will say perhaps the best thing you can have on your website. And most websites don't have it, including yours truly. I should have it on there. Well, let's work on it. I can help you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but also getting that messaging right. Yeah, but outside of word of mouth, I really believe customer testimonials is the most powerful kind of the same. marketing you can have. I mean, it's kind of the same, but it's just on a on a public scale. And it is really difficult to get that messaging right, especially in a space like ours, which can be feel very commoditized. Like I'll get you a truck. And by the way, I've had a lot of sales. So somebody, somebody can interpret our conversation as just a marketing discussion. I've had a lot of sales consultants on my podcast. They'll say, how about you change your phone script to this? How about you change your messaging to this? So the, very often the top salespeople are worried about their messaging. They aren't just saying bang the phones and say, we have trucks. And I've always felt like Part of that is a little bit of a specialization. So if you specialize in reefer loads that are going to retail locations, then get that in your messaging. Get some of this stuff that make that makes you different and better into your messaging. However, Trey and his team gets it there for you. <laughs> yeah. But if you think about it, like if, let's just use a freight broker, for example, who's working with a transportation manager at a shipping location. That, sh that transportation manager at the end of the day wants to look good. And they want to have less stress. You know, they want to be able to go home and not worry that a truck's going to show up. They don't up care how successful there, you right? are. They care how successful exactly. they are. I'm paying you to make me successful. <laughs> here's, here's the best example that I can give on this whole thing. Here's the best example that I can give. If I go to a restaurant and I order a filet mignon, I don't need to know how it's cooked. I don't need to know what equipment they use. I don't need to know the... the, the we have a five-star chef. The <laughs> I don't need to know the guy's qualifications. I don't need to know what spices he puts on it. I don't need to know the type of grill that they use. I just want a steak that tastes good. That's it. I want the outcome. I don't need to know all the things that get there. So often we're, we're quick to tell people how we do things and all those types of things instead of just saying, 
We're just going to give you a really good steak to eat. You're going to enjoy it. By the way, Trey, when we talked a few weeks ago, you used the term confuse. When you confuse, you lose. And I always think many of us, we're in a technical space. It's real easy to, to, to start confusing people with jargon and tech talk. And they go, I just talked to Joe. I have no idea what he's doing, but he's very excited about it. And he thinks he's great at it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and I love working with logistics tech companies too, because they're so smart. They're so good. They build great technology, but a lot of times they struggle with communicating that without using technical jargon. It's, it's generally speaking, a very smart, good looking group. You and I reflect that. <laughs> anyway, today's topic is... You said it, not me. You said it, not me. <laughs> it's true, Trey. We know that. So anyway, today's topic is key takeaways from TMSA. So before we hit record, we, we were trying to figure out what the key takeaways, and we could do that for a day because there was just a lot of good stuff that happened. But the first thing that I wanted to bring up was marketing sophistication. And a lot of times um, in the past, when somebody said marketing, especially if you had the sales vice president hat on or, or sales hat on, you're like, I don't care about marketing. All I want is leads. I don't need marketing. They don't do anything for me or they give me crappy leads. There's a lot more talk of how do we integrate marketing and sales, but then also when you went to some of these, when you went to this conference and you talked to the marketers who were there, and a lot of times they were presenting, they had some very, I won't say difficult to use, but very sophisticated technology. And they really have kind of connected the digital dots from that social media post to a sale. They measure like crazy. They do attribution like crazy. Yeah. I saw a presentation. There saw a lot of presentations, but I saw a presentation. We'll get to more of this in a minute, but with lead coverage, Kara Brown and Will, I forgot Will's last name. Caraway. Caraway, yep. Met him for the first time at the conference and Pat McFarland from ITS. And they talked about what lead coverage has done for them. And guys, you would think you know, when you start off, it's like, this is marketing people. You expect to hear, you know, a lot of flowery language. They're all well-spoken, but this was very much show me the money, show me the numbers. Very impressive. And again, they have a process from taking every piece of content created and shared and then attributing a, a lead to it. So it's, it has gotten, in the past, the connection between we wrote an article and shared it on LinkedIn and shared it on Facebook and promoted it. And a sale was almost impossible to find. Not anymore. The attribution kind of, well, by the way, Lean Solutions Group is one of my sponsors. I know you've had uh, work with there in the past. I talked to Ryan Mann. He was at the conference and he said to me, he said, yeah, he says, I got, I got a client from being on your podcast. He was on a few weeks ago. And I go, how do you know? He goes, because we, when they come to the website, we figure out where they came from. He goes, I can tell you exactly who was listening to the podcast who came to the website. And I was like, oh, cool. So I'm doing my job. Good to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Direct attribution in general is difficult in marketing because it all works together. They might hear a podcast, read a blog. They might see you at a conference. They might go to your website and then download a PDF and read it. And somewhere along the way, they decide to engage with you and become become a lead and move into the sales cycle, but it is getting much more sophisticated. My good friend, Adam Robinson over at the Robinson. I talked to him on Monday as well. I mean, he's got some awesome uh, ways of doing that as well. Him and, and, and Kara, I know Kara's processes are very, well, they work together as well. 
They do. They work together. You know, my friend Nadino Sarotai at Sync Show, they have a lot of sophistication as well. Yeah, she's the same thing over at Sync Show. I talked to Nadine. She gave a presentation. I missed it, but I did that. I interviewed her before on the same topic, and I'm yeah, interviewing yeah. her in a few weeks. But the tools are getting much more sophisticated yes. and easy to use, and it is. It helps out a lot. It helps to know what's working and where do you put a little more fuel on the fire. You know, what's working? What do we need to pull back or maybe change or tweak, whatever? So it's it's getting much more sophisticated, which is great. And, you know, it's funny that people continue to talk about sales and marketing as if they're two different, you know, departments. Yes. I'm a firm believer of two things. I'm a firm believer that sales and marketing really is one department and they need to work together. Where should you get your marketing content? I mean, why would you not talk to your salespeople and to your customers? Because they're the ones that are talking to the ones that say yes and the ones that say no. And you talk to your customers because they're the ones that have said yes and keep saying yes. And so I think that, you know, sales and marketing really is one department. But I also say, I believe this, Joe, firmly. Everybody in your organization is on the sales and marketing team. Everybody is. By the way, if you're talking to a customer, if you're talking to a vendor, you're building a brand and you're, you know, you're, you're, you're selling this organization. Yep. By the way, I, while I was at the conference on Monday, I took some time out and I called my buddy, Adam Robinson. I thought I'd see him there, but he, he said he will make I, his- I know. We're working to get him there next year. Yes. I talked to him about that. He, he said, he goes, I will make my grand appearance at the next, next year's TMSA. But he used to work at a company called Saracis and then Saracis got bought, I think by Global Trans, but- I said to him, and um, that, I met him when he was at Saracis. That was his first job in marketing. He had already had a successful marketing career outside of logistics. And I said, Adam, when you when Saracis sold a couple million dollars minimum of was a media company that you built. And he goes, Joe, you remember what we used to say is Saracis is a media company that does really good transportation and logistics. Now, that's being a little facetious, but... He built a massive following. And by the way, his if, if you were at Saracis and you got a lead, that lead was qualified, really qualified. They went above and beyond. And so now he's at Robinson Agency and they are absolutely killing it. And uh, I yeah, exchanged some text messages with him this morning and fantastic guy. But anyway, getting back to it, number one thing was marketing sophistication. I was kind of blown away with it. It was a a thread that ran through all of the conference. And the second thing I want to talk about, you mentioned it right away, is the shipper panel. So talk a little bit about the shipper panel at TMSA. Yeah. So this year we had a panel with uh, three shippers that we're talking with Gary Cornelius of TCW. And um, and they were, they were phenomenal. And the reason why I loved about this was when we come to a sales and marketing conference and we talk about what we think will work, it's kind of theory. You know, we're talking about what we think is best practices, exactly. try this, this should work, whatever. When you hear shippers up on the panel who talk about what does work for them and what doesn't work, and there was great Q&A, you know, and, and, and I think the, the big takeaways from that was, you know, the, the, these guys get bombarded a lot with solicitation from 3PLs for sure. But one of the things that they talked about was, you know, take a moment to do a little bit of research and customize the approach. They said they love it when somebody says, hey, we, you know, my, my family bought your product at Home Depot and we loved it. Yeah, that, and that I thought, was the you know, guy from Scott's out. Miracle Grow, I from think. From Scott's, yeah, Tony, Tony bought us, that's right. And that was, that was really powerful. And then, you know, Tony Darnell of Lipper Components said, come see me, come see me. You know, like we can have this conversation a little bit, but if you're going to be in the area, make an effort to come and get to know me and my facility. I took an Uber back to the airport with Tony and Charlie Safro and Kyle from her team. And Tony was on that. And he was great on that. He talked, he yeah. did say that. He said, come see me. Yeah. And I was like, and, and that kind of blew me away. And by the way, you mentioned the canned emails. Those guys said, when we get canned emails, they go, we get so many. 
that it just kind of like how do we how do we manage right it's got to stand out yeah it's got to be unique it has to be custom and they liked some of the different approaches one of them said they liked the video approach you know of actually somebody taking a video and speaking directly to them it's more personal and it, it uh, went further so it was good it was good I to hear those one things. of the guys said i liked the video that i got he goes except he had this it was <laughs> yeah yacht in the background he goes <laughs> that's right maybe the that's wrong right. message he goes but personalized not canned personalized come see me you actually get in the car and drive there now that's not possible come shake my hand not possible for all the business we're pursuing well you know lippert's a four billion dollar industry organization they're worth they're worth a visit yeah (laughs) you know like some of these if you really want the business it's worth the time but but i think about this like you know now that we're back in, in visiting you know, maybe you spend some more dollars visiting, reaching out and actually visiting people as opposed to just doing phone calls and emails. You might get a bigger bang for the buck, even though you do less calls because it matters. You walk in, you shake their hand, you see their facility, you meet their people, you see their problems right up front. We didn't, no. we didn't get into it. I was at that, that presentation. They didn't get into whether they worked with 3PLs, but one person said, which would you prefer, carriers or brokers? And the one guy said, we would work exclusively with carriers if possible. Now, yes, that's right. Now, that's right, that's right. I would not say that means there's no chance for brokers, but it seems to me that means you better find a way to show you're adding value in the equation because there's always going to be that sense that you're the middleman. Now, I when I was selling 3PL services and they'd say, are you non-asset based? I'd say, yes, we are non-asset based. And they're like, we don't want to work with the middleman. And I was like, well, first off, I'm a middleman who can lower your price. I'm also the middleman bringing technology. I'm also bringing an account management team that a lot of carriers wouldn't provide. They're, they've spent their money on trucks. We spent ours on technology and people. Those that, of course, that's a big generalization. But it was interesting because a lot of times you hear carriers say, I just want good shipper freight, meaning not through a broker. And so I guess the message to carriers is, yes, there are big companies that are looking for that, of course. And then there's the message to 3PLs and brokers is make sure you're adding that value in the middle and that you can articulate that. Maybe they need to talk to you, Trey, how do they articulate that uh, value? (laughs) Happy to do that. (laughs) Happy to do that. So we talked about marketing sophistication. Very cool. We talked about that shipper panel, well worth the price of admission to TMSA. Next topic I want to talk to you about was great speakers. So who were some of the great speakers you saw at Manifest? Yeah, well, I mean, the, Did the I first say manifest? One I would, manifest is not manifest. Manifest yeah. is great, but this was TMSA. <laughs> At TMSA, elevate. That's right. So Jared Orton's the one. The first, the first one that comes to mind. He's the president of the Savannah Bananas, and we had a great experience with their entire organization. At this event, we went to the Savannah Bananas game. We saw how they truly have a fans first approach that they take not only with their fans that come to their game, but with their employees, making them fans as well. And he's had a lot of really good things to say. So, I mean, he was, it was a great way to start off the conference, a lot of energy. People definitely remembered that and kicked things off really, really well. I mean, we could have almost ended the conference at that point. There were so many nuggets of gold that he shared. And, and I felt bad for all the attendees that by the end of the day one, they had so much good information from all the great speakers. Their brains just had to absolutely be mush, but that's a great problem to have. And, you know, their breakout sessions were great. Charlie Saffro did a wonderful session on recruiting and retention, which I thought was was phenomenal. There was a, a speaker that he does did a it. great job. I spent a lot of time with Charlie. Did not see the presentation, but she does a great job. She's been on the podcast. A few she times. does. I'll put a link to my interview with Charlie. They just truly understand the space. And by the way, I have a 
daughter and she is a procurement person uh, looking for a new gig. Charlie and her team were kind enough just, just to have a conversation, just to give her some guidance. Totally appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. So there were a lot of great speakers. The breakout sessions that I felt this year were, were, were a step up, honestly, and no offense to anybody that, that spoke last year, but it was just much more intentional. The education committee did a good job of finding great speakers. Samantha Jones of Rocket Shipping did a great session on uh, how companies can encourage their employees to build personal brands to help build the overall brand and you know ways Trey, to that's together. a that's a strange area that uh, that she talked about because a lot of big traditional brands are afraid of having they a are. Trey Greg yes. work Trey Greg's work there because you have this your own personal brand that you have a podcast you do a lot of different things and they're like yeah but what if Trey says the wrong thing we don't want to get too behind this just in case and and then they want to kind of funnel all the information through corporate. That's right. And then they want to turn anything interesting in, oh, I say they turn, um, turn that uh, spicy cheeseburger into oatmeal. And that's, <laughs> that's the problem sometimes when you well, it's two stifle things. the people. It's a lack of trust and a lack of training, a lack of trust and a lack of training. You know, if you hire great people and you trust them, and if you hire great people and you train them, then they might make a mistake, but it's probably not going to be a big mistake and you could probably correct it. And again, this gets back, I'm not just saying this to promote your business, but this gets back to messaging. If you can have your team communicate the message in a way that what it means to them, and it can really ex extend the message to a whole new audience. I love that. One of the guys I saw, Bob Hitt from Salesforce spoke and What's interesting is you go into a, a meeting room and there's a lot of people there and he did not turn on the projector to show any PowerPoint presentations. He was just talking to the audience about how do you get information? How do you get leads? How do you make sure those leads turn into sales? And he's so knowledgeable of the space. Again, when I say Salesforce, it doesn't mean he, he doesn't know anything about it. He came from our business. I'm, I'm actually asked him to be on my podcast because he, he has been a veteran of transportation logistics. Now he's an industry leader in sale for Salesforce for our space. So when somebody says I need a CRM, they're not going to act like, oh, well, what, what is transportation logistics? I don't know anything about it or start using wrong terms. He gets our business. And again, this it felt like a conversation with Bob and the audience. It was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. That was good. There were a lot of just really great sessions. I think they did a good job this year with all so, the speakers. So give us another wonderful. one. I got, we could go right down the list and talk what we liked about every single one, but give you another one you really liked. Yeah. Well, we had our morning show, which was great with Blythe. You and, and Blythe I enjoy listening to. Yeah. I enjoy listening to Blythe a lot. She has some great things to say about chat GPT and AI and how that's a tool that needs to be um, you know, exercised and and uh, experimented with. And so that was great as well. We had, uh, we had uh, David Hoppins, a former president of the TMSA who came up and spoke about the state of the industry and the state of T TMSA. So Brian there too, Brian Everett. Brian was there as well. Yep. So there were several people uh, from the past who were there as well, but there were a lot of just really great speakers that we had up on our panel. Camille Gaines talked about marketing uh, and recruiting and driver recruiting. That was really powerful how she talked about diversity in her team. So drivers are of many ethnicities, many backgrounds. And so she has, her team is very diversified to have a Spanish speaker, a native Spanish speaker, kind of Eastern European um, speaker, uh, somebody who speaks, uh, I guess, Punjabi or whatever is it's kind of the, the primary language for, Indian for Indian drivers. drivers. Yeah. And so she's, she's tailored her team to be able to speak directly to 
her prospects in, in their language, which is really powerful as well. And just thinking through that experience, that, that customer experience, which for her is the direct, you know, are the drivers. So there were a lot of great speakers there that um, just did a great job. I, I really was impressed this year. Incredibly impressed. Yeah. I saw, I saw Sarah Ahern. I did not meet her, but I did see Sarah Ahern give a presentation on Tuesday and it was real. I don't even know the title of it, but it was really, how do we get out of this commodity commodity business that we're in and get it to how do we how do we have customers experience experience and then communicate that experience to the next guy and it's really kind of changing the way we look at our businesses which so often is just price based commodity based and how do we turn it from that to you had a great experience and yeah and exactly we, so i i know i didn't do it justice i hope to have sarah come on my podcast and talk about it yeah, and I mentioned lead coverage ITS. I love them. There was just so many speakers. I, I missed a lot. Of, I told Trey this before we hit record. The conference was at the Hyatt Regency right downtown. We'll get to that in a minute. But I kept running upstairs because I'm releasing podcasts Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I mean, phone calls, so I kept leaving and missing missing some. But I, I really did enjoy it. So, well, the lesson is people need to bring more than one person with them from their team so they can split up and exactly. go to different things. So, if you're coming next year to New Orleans, which we hope you will. Bring three or four people so you can hit all these sessions and get the most out of it. I love it. So I want to take a quick time out to tell you about my friends over at Lean Solutions Group. Lean Solutions is a nearshore, offshore service provider, and they provide a range of services, including operations, technology, marketing, sales, and business process outsourcing. They work with over 500 U.S. transportation and logistics companies. And what they have is this model where they have satellite offices down in Colombia, Guatemala, Mexico, and the Philippines. And their their approach is real low cost, low risk, low hassle. They have 9,000 employees now. They're one of the fastest growing companies in America. And again, everybody I know seems to be working with them. But if you're not working with them, check them out. Lean Group, L-E-A-N group.com. And by the way, my podcast is edited by someone from Lean, Lean Solutions Group. They're a fantastic company. I just did an interview with Ryan Mann. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Check them out. So we talked about marketing sophistication, definitely there. Talked about the shipper panel. That was fantastic. We just talked about some great speakers. I, again, every speaker I saw was worth the price of admission. I loved it. Next thing I want to talk about is networking. It felt like there was a lot of great time to network. Not only Sometimes the only time you feel like you can network is in between sessions, like 15 minutes. But if this just felt like we all stayed at the Hyatt, and I think most people stayed at the Hyatt, and it was at the Hyatt, and it just felt we were all milling about. I just felt like it was just so easy to network. And I'll mention some people. I met the guys from Saddle Creek Logistics. I met them at the, the, the bar next door. I don't know what they were doing there, but... Um. <laughs> <laughs> Having a good time. And then... I met the ODW Logistics, John Meyer, just people, just everybody seemed very open. By the way, we mentioned a lot of companies that theoretically compete. Somebody mentioned to me, I can tell you, Jahan, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his right name, Jahan Byrne mentioned to me, he goes, nobody's, he's from Matson Logistics. He goes, nobody's competing here. Everybody's just sharing good ideas. And I was like, yeah, that's, that, that's, that, it felt like a community and it's, I, overused, but the networking and just meeting the relationships built, I felt were just fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I mean, the, the thing I like about TMSA is that it really is a spirit of collaboration. 
uh, people coming together. It's a small event so far. It might grow to, to become bigger, but 225 people. So you felt like you could get to everybody. Or I most didn't, in the but room. <laughs> it got to a lot of them. Well, if, if you were there for the whole thing, you probably felt like you had a little more time to do that. But that was great. I mean, the people there are just some of the best people in the industry. And of course, I mean, let's just be honest, Joe, it's the sales and marketing people. We have the most fun. So the whole conference was was a great time. We had, we had great fun. We worked hard. We learned a lot. And the venue was great. You know, being at the Hyatt Regency right there on the Savannah River, the Port of Savannah, watching these massive like Maersk ships, these cargo ships. Oh, we saw down. MSC. There's we saw river, Maersk. River boats on there. I mean, it was a, just a really fun, really cool venue. Cool town. Guys, I think if you have a sense for how big a container ship is, you don't really know unless you've been that near one. And by the way, my my hotel room looked over that I was on the third floor. I was like, it's higher, way higher than me, right? So it's as it was going by my room, I could see I could see everything on the deck. It was amazing. And by the way, I missed the port tour. I did not sign up. It was yesterday afternoon. Big bummer for me because I thought I was going to go on a tour, but that was a sold out event. I think that's the kind of thing that I loved about this event was we were right across, we are directly across the river from the port of Savannah. Port City is right, logistics is right mm-hmm. there. Yep. We could yep. see their building. Saw them when we drove one day. Yeah. Yep. And it was really cool. I, I really loved the whole, the, the vet. Well, this kind of brings us to our fifth, fifth point is. The venue and Savannah were fantastic. Now, it just felt like everybody stayed either at the Hyatt or across the street. It felt like every, and there was a lot of local people. There's tons of people from Jacksonville. I saw the people from Aqua Golf. Uh, I saw Clara and Andy right. from Aqua Golf. They drove up from Jacksonville, only a few hours away. Blythe is from Jacksonville. She yep, drove up. Jacksonville, yeah. There's a gal named Kelly from Idea Box. She drove up from Jacksonville. I saw a lot of people from Florida there, a lot of people from Georgia. You don't recognize it until you go to these port cities, the impact a port has on economic development for the area. Yeah. Yep, you're absolutely right. But the whole town was great. It was fun to be there, being at the game, going to the port tour, which I didn't do that either because I had my show I had to do. But I talked to several people who went. They had a great time. So it was just so much more than just a conference of learning. I mean, there was a ton of learning that went on. There's a lot of fun. The Blazers bash, the awards that were given away, the dancing, going out at night, the Savannah Bananas game. There's just so many good things about it. And it was very intimate. So you really felt like you got to know a lot of people pretty well. Yep. And we definitely don't want to leave this one off is Jennifer and the rest of the TMSA staff, including you, Phenomenal. including the MC, uh, the MCs, because it was not just you, it was Blythe and I th- probably other people were helping out, but fantastic. I mean, I... Yeah, Jennifer has done a great job with the organization. She's only been there about 18 months now. She's just done a wonderful job uh, building the brand, getting people involved. Her volunteer core is so strong. They give a lot of their time and effort to make it possible. It's very much a member-run organization. And uh, she's just done a phenomenal job of coalescing the right people and getting a lot of buzz, but also making it very valuable for members to be a part, not only at this event, but also throughout the year, the content that they're doing, the regional events that they're doing. They've got the executive conference coming up in, uh, I believe it's in September uh, in Chicago. More information about that can be uh, you know, at their website, tmsatoday.org. So she's just doing a great job. It's so much fun to work with her. She's become a good friend. We get along really well. I'm more of an ideation kind of a guy. She's more of a process kind of gal. So we work well together. I throw ideas her way and she figures out a way to make them work. And it's a, it's a lot of fun. We have a good time. I will put a link to my conversation with Jennifer. And you mentioned this being a, a different kind of event. I mentioned Manifest. Manifest, I loved it. Again, it's it's a totally different kind of event. 
What's different is there's probably 3,000 people at Manifest in Vegas. Fantastic event. Highly recommend it. This is 225 people. And this is not, it's an event, but this is an organization. This is, so it's a little different vibe. There is a lot of just sharing. Uh, we're there, we're all there to learn. And uh, I would highly recommend you join TMSA. As a member, you don't have to go to the events. You should, but you, there's all sorts of online stuff. The next event is in the fall. It's in Chicago. I think that's the executive summit, but. Correct. Yeah. And then next year we'll be in New Orleans in June for, uh, for the executive or for the uh, Elevate Conference in uh, 2024. So that's going to be a lot of fun. We'll put a link to that in the show notes, but it's tmsatoday.org. That's correct. And, and links to the events specifically is events.tmsatoday.org. Oh, by the way, one thing, while I was sitting at dinner, or maybe, maybe right after dinner, I was sitting next to you, Trey, and I said, oh, there's somebody said something about some company. And I said, oh, yeah, there's speaking with that's Joel McGinley right there. And then you go, it's not Joel McGinley. Joel McGinley's, uh, I think, the founder of HubTech. And I said, I've worked with him in the past. And I said, there's Joel. And then Trey said, that's not Joel. And I said, Yes, it is. And he goes, no, it isn't. And then somebody else at the table goes, Joe, that's not Joel McGinley. They go, I talked to him. And they go, that's Tom Collins from Saddle Creek. And <laughs> so then later on in the night at the-, at the They do have a similar <laughs> right. uh, goatee. And I'll so I met Tom Collins at the bar. I was like, he came over, he goes, hey, Joe, Joel McGinley. I was like, <laughs> I go, why did you pretend when I said, hi, Joel? He goes, I don't know. You do that at conferences when somebody gives you the wrong name. But anyway, I ended up having a long talk with this uh, Tom Collins from Settle Creek, and uh, they're going to come on the podcast. I really enjoyed all the people we met. And oh, speaking of which, I met your, I don't know if he's your your, your buddy, Andrew Gullivis. Gullivis? Yeah, yeah, he's a CMO of HubTech, and he lives here in St. Louis. Yeah, for golf yeah, that's right. He said he goes, "I golf with." I go, "God, we're all connected here." So, how do you pronounce his last name? <laughs> Golfson. Okay, we got to change that. Could you talk to him about that? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's wrap this bad boy up, Trey. So, what I'll do is I'll put a link to all the TMSA stuff, not only the website but also to my interview with Jennifer. You had an event that you were in, and I think it was the morning show. You said there is a video. You used to be going to send me that link. There's correct. Yeah, I'll get that link to you. But it was the morning show that I did with Blythe. We had several guests on the show. It was really fun. It's a live show and uh, just a good time. And it stre we streamed it live, so it went well. There is coming up. I don't even know when. I'm going to open up my computer real quick here. There is a TMSA debrief. There's a webinar coming up here. There is a uh, conference debrief, which is June 27th at 1 p.m. So I'll put a link to that. That again, that this the name of the conference was Elevate. So there's TMSA 2023 Elevate Conference Debrief. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. So any of you who couldn't make it can check it out. Again, that's probably one hour. So Trey, I'll also put a link to your website and your LinkedIn profile. One more time. What do you guys do? What problems do you solve and who do you serve? We help companies clarify their message so that they can engage their customers and drive revenue. So it's all about foundational messaging, creating client testimonial videos, just to make sure that they're speaking the right language and saying the right words to engage their prospects in a way that makes them want to be a part of what they're doing and the problems that they solve. Excellent. Excellent. So I like to interview smart, interesting people like you, Trey, who are killing it in this space. Who else should I interview? Well, uh, certainly there's a lot. I get the chance to interview a lot of people on my show all the time. But John Stauffer of uh, Isometric Technologies, I think they're doing some great work over there. 
he's somebody that you should definitely yeah. consider. Uh, Can you connect me on there? Absolutely. Happy to do that. All right. Definitely. And you mentioned Adam Vasquez and I said, oh, I think I owe yes, him an email. Media. What does he yeah, do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he runs Herd Media and they're um, they're kind of a marketing agency, but they focus a lot on content, on podcasting and those types of things. Oh, excellent. I like that. I like podcasters. We're all, we're all kind of connected. <laughs> anyway, this is great, Trey. So what I'll do is I'll put all those links. There'll be a lot of links in this episode. So check them out. And Trey, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and and great job being the MC uh, at the event. You were you were seemingly everywhere, so it was probably one of the reasons this was so successful was because all the people like well, it's not just you, Blythe, and many others. Oh, by the way, I should also mention there was somebody I saw Michelle LeBlanc gave a great presentation on wreaths yeah, from Drop and Hook. Yeah, with yeah, Reese Across America, and that was great. and I want to have them on my podcast. There was these come to mind. I I think every one of the speakers I saw was great. But I'll put a link to my interview with Michelle too. Great job though, Trey. You you and all the volunteers who were made this a great event for all of us. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate that, and thanks for having me on the show. It's great to talk to you today. Excellent. Excellent. And thank all of you for listening to my podcast. Your support's very much appreciated. Until next time, Onward and Upward. You have been listening to the Logistics of Logistics podcast, where we engage with leaders in the logistics and supply chain community. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, hit the like button, and leave us a nice review on Apple or Spotify or wherever else you listen. Also, please check out our videos on YouTube and connect with us on LinkedIn. We're very big on LinkedIn. And you can also reach us on the logisticsoflogistics.com, our website.